shot with a quarter. Keep a clock with a quarter. On the block, three or four, five days. I ain't worried about the older. I'm just trying to meet the quota. This is back on the sofa. I'm going to die five or six, seven times. I ain't worried about Corona. I keep a gun while I'm touring. I do. I keep a gun while performing. I do. I keep a gun in the fort. Hope you don't think you're important. 100,000 for the re-up. I can really keep my feet up. Niggas really about to be up. Nigga really Quit rap on back. Half a mil strong, no cap. Just run left, no nap. Just find a bag, no map. Give a head nod, no dap. Give a head tap, no rats. Remember, I ain't had no packs. Remember, I ain't had no racks. Just two bags in the bag. Suited up black on black. Hit the op up, take that. Then I do the race, race track. Hit the dealership, rape that. I was in the hoop way back. Now I'm in the coupe made back. And I ain't got the roof in Growing up without a popper. Made me a shooter on mama. I'm a killer on Nana. Shoot shit up right on camera. Niggas geeking off of pills and bottles. Off of Coke, I made a million dollars. I was just trying to get a whopper. And Burger King, I lost a quarter pounder. Open shop with a quarter. Keep a Glock for the order. On the block, three or four, five days. I ain't worried about the odor. I'm just trying to meet the quota. Pissy spot on the sofa. Almost died five or six, seven times. I ain't worried about Corona. I keep a gun while I'm touring. I keep a gun while performing. I do. I keep a gun in the form. Hope you don't think you important. 100,000 for the re-up. I can really kick my feet up. Niggas really about to be up. Nigga really about them heaters. Uh. All right. What is up, Red Circle family? It is K-Rod here. I'm back with my very first ever show on this platform, a uh, huge big shout out to this platform, uh, redcircle.com. Um, it's called app.redcircle.com. Um, uh, this is actually a pretty good site. Uh, I don't know what this site really pertains of doing, but um, I want to say this is like a podcasting site where you could set like I set stuff up for free and um, uh, basically you know just uh, generate your following through this um, potential, you know, site itself. Um, so first of all, like, I want to give a shout out to the site. Uh, thank you for having this type, for this type of site. Um, like, as far as what everything else goes with this site, um, as of what I've heard, um, this is like a site that gives you, um, basically like your own hosting platform for podcasting. And I figured that I give it like a shot. Um, I might want to upgrade, to the nine dollar a month deal to see if I could do cross promotion marketplacing, so I could, so I can, um, you know, hopefully one day um, expand my uh, platform, you know, over to um, other, uh, like, um, how should I say, um, over to other um, websites that are possibly um, available. So, um, I definitely like to do that, and hopefully we can do that sometime in the future. So. I'm um, I'm just gonna stick with like, the core plan and see how everything works out, and uh, I think eventually we'll get there. But for those of you that don't know who I am, my name is Kiernan Rodriguez. I am just a basic, you know, um, video content creator, um, primarily on YouTube, where I mostly just talk about gaming and uh, sports content. Uh, for what this uh, channel itself will primarily talk about, I talk mostly about sports and gaming. Um, I do like talking more about sports so primarily like my favorite sports that i like to play is uh basketball and uh boxing uh boxing is definitely like a natural born sport uh that i definitely like uh, getting into um i only got into the sport late 
um, around when I was about 24 years old. Uh, like, I'm currently 27. Uh, just recently had my birthday. Like, I went to my second ever uh, boxing fight over at the Madison Square Garden to see um, Amanda, uh, the real deal, um, Holyfield 2.0, Serrano, a uh, Puerto Rican fighter um, at a Puerto Rico that resides out of Brooklyn, New York. She had her mega epic showdown with uh, Katie Taylor, which was a very, very good fight. And um, I thought, like, Amanda had won. And uh, unfortunately, the judges uh, didn't see it that way, um, which uh, became controversial between her and Katie Taylor. But either way, great fight, very epic for women's boxing, in which I do talk, talk a lot about women's boxing. So I'll probably bring a lot of content here for this uh, particular uh, site uh, for this uh, channel so yeah um, I mean I pretty much come up with like a lot of ideas I'm very very creative with like what I try to do and uh, hopefully sooner than later we will try to get up to that level of where we want to be so um, I probably say first things first uh, shout out to you know uh, the artist that made this um, intro um, he had you know like originally done it for uh, kind of local sports, but um, uh, that's like another YouTuber that I personally know, so I just wanted to give shout out to the artist that had made it, and um, I think his name was uh, K-Dig, right? Um, yeah, so uh, definitely a uh, shout out to him, um, you know, that's a good song, like I, uh, I just figured that I use that for my um, intro. So yeah, um, let's just get right into it. Uh, I'm not going to be on here for too long. This is more like a little, you know, um, introduction episode for this uh, channel on um, Red Circle. So if you guys want to come check me out, especially for all my YouTube uh, supporters, please come check me out. I'm definitely going to make this channel big so that way I, I can, you know, upgrade to their plan to cross promote to other platforms like Spotify or maybe Apple. Um, I don't really care too much about that, but, you know, like, um, everything's like a start to, like, you know, to see where everything goes, so, yeah, let's get right into it, um, obviously, for those of you that don't know, Canelo Alvarez, aka Saul Canelo Alvarez out of, um, Mexico, who had recently fought for the WBA light heavyweight, uh, title, uh, to challenge for against, um, Russia's own, uh, like, you know, what the reigning defending world champion, uh, Dimitri Bivol, uh, I just wanted to get my thoughts about that. Um, unfortunately, Canel Alvarez had recently lost to Dimitri Bivol in a very ecstatic 12-round um, unanimous decision loss um, in a action-packed fight over in uh, the T-Mobile Arena in Las Vegas, uh, Nevada. And, um, yeah, uh, that was a very, very good fight. Very action-packed, and um, it was definitely one of those fights where you can say that fight was like a clear wash by uh, Dimitri Bivol. Some people try to make it close, in which I don't really see it to be that way, but as far as like what people want to know about this fight, uh, Dimitri Bivol, he did a very, very good job. Used a lot of great superior boxing tools to offset Canelo Alvarez. Uh, Canelo Alvarez, he's a type of fighter that doesn't really like to you know, apply pressure early, and he uses a lot of um, internal movement uh, as far as his upper body strength to force you to an unpopular or to an unpopular position with your boxing stance. And with uh, Dimitri Bivol, uh, Bivol, he's a different type of um, animal. Um, I think what Bivol is that he's like a really, really stocky Russian uh, type of fighter. Um, you know, uh, Bivol, Bivol comes from that Soviet school type of fighting. 
And, um, you know, the thing about Dimitri is that um, he's that type of dude where he doesn't let anybody try to bully him because he's so good at what he does. And, I mean, he's had such a great career. Um, you know, his, um, his uh, new official record is 20-0 with 11 KOs. He has a 55% knockout ratio. He's 31 years old, 6 feet tall, 72-inch um, arm reach. He is of Kyrgyzstanian uh, descendants, but he had grow, grown up in the country of Russia. Um, I believe he trains out of trains out of Indio, California. Very, very tall, stocky, 175-pounder. He's an orthodox fighter. He has a great, great ring IQ, great, tremendous, pure boxing talent. Um, he is definitely one of the best fighters out there. Uh, for those of you that don't know about him, um, he was like the man that had uh, taken down some top-level opposition. His very first world title that he had um, achieved was back in 2017, as of November 4th, 2017, um, um, up against Trent, Trent Broadhurst. Uh, he knocked him out in one round, in which uh, I believe Trent Broadhurst, he never even won a world title, if I'm not mistaken. Um, he definitely did get knocked out. I know that for a fact. Wait, actually, no. He actually, um... Alright, yeah, so this was further vacant at the time because Bevel, he was never a champion coming into that point. So, uh, yeah, that's a very, very good win. Um, well, actually, I'm not, like, I'm not even too sure because it seems like when he had the interim WBA light heavyweight title back in uh, 2017 as of uh, that following February leading into the fight with Trent Broadhurst. I want to say that was probably for the vacancy. So I'll probably call that to be like a vacancy level fight. But yeah, he knocked out Trent Broadhurst in one round. That was a good victory. And then his uh, level of competition increased tremendously against Cuba's own uh, Sullivan Barrera. Very, very high level Cuban Cuban fighter. Um, had some really, really tough battles with a lot of tough guys like um, Andre Ward fought Joe Smith Jr. in which he had beat him, which that was a good fight. Uh, got knocked out by Bevel in the 12th round. And, um, yeah, I mean, everybody else is like, you know, like a bunch of no-names. But, yeah, Dimitri Bevel, he's a damn good fighter. Has great pure boxing ability. I would, like, I would more so rate him to be a pure boxer puncher. Um, he doesn't look for knockouts. He let knockouts come for him. So he's just in there to utilize his pure boxing fundamentals and his high, like his high level ring IQ, and uh, that's something that I like out of him. I think I think that's something that a lot of Eastern European, uh, Middle Eastern type, you know, um, fighters that are heavily schooled in the Soviet uh, school of fighting. For those of you that don't know what Soviet school fighting is, uh, Soviet school fighting is the type of fighting where a lot of fighters come in with a high guard and they try to use their upper body pressure to make a fight very, very disrupting. So they like to offset you with a high level of jabs to the body or utilize their, you know, their, um, how should I say, their body you know, um, as a shield to make a fight uncomfortable and try to force a fight to be a, to be a, uh, dog fight. So, uh, that's something that's very interesting out of Bivol. Bivol, he's not that type of dude to be like that. He likes to keep everything to the center and make you miss a lot. And he likes to use his shots as like, as, um, you know, preemptive strikes to make a, to make a fight 
more challenging. And uh, that's something that I like out of Bivol. He's a heavily uh, skilled fighter. Has amazing uh, shot selection on knowing where he wants to go in, um, in the fight itself. And, uh, you know, that's just something that Bivol is just heavily gifted at. Uh, that's just something that not a lot of people want to really talk so much about. Um, I think, uh, you know, I, for one, have seen that ever since he had became champion and just started beating up on, you know, on a lot of good high-level fighters. Um, you know, he's beaten guys like Isaac like um, like Isaac uh, Chalemba, in which uh, that was a good victory. Not the best victory in the world, but good, decent good decent level victory he beat up on jean pascal uh that was a good win joe smith jr uh that was a very very tremendous win where he was at the turning stone casino that was back in march of 2019 and then he beat up on that really high level dominican fighter lennon castillo very very great tremendous victory by dimitri bevel uh craig richards um amazing victory um, Umar Salamov, that was like a, more like a stay busy fight, but that was a good victory, um, um, himself, like, uh, that was a good victory as it, you know, aged well, because, like, I mean, he fought most of his fights in Russia, but, uh, um, a lot of people, you know, had thought he was, like, a good fighter coming up, because he had, like, a high knockout ratio, but Umar Salamov, he got, um, exposed by Dimitri Bivol, and Bivol, um, he did his thing. Uh, that was a very good active uh, active schedule that he had leading into 2021, and that's what I like out of Bivol. Bivol, uh, like uh, Bivol's not that type of dude where he takes a lot of breaks off. He likes to stay active very, very well. But credit to Canelo Alvarez. Uh, Canelo Alvarez had had a good fight with Caleb Plant that following November, but I think uh, the level of ring activity is not a good idea for Canelo because trying to come back to the ring like every like three to six months you know that's a good idea but at the same token you know you have to be sharp you have to be focused in your like you know in your boxing abilities and i think uh, canelo um honestly overlooked uh, dimitri bivo to think you know bivo was going to lay down and actually give canelo you know his uh, belt uh to him and uh I just don't think that was a smart idea for Canelo. He actually thought Bivol was going to be like every other European fighter, where they just come forward and just make it, you know, like a, um, like a, you know, a um, Rock'em Sock'em Robots type of fight. But um, Bivol, he's not like that. Um, he, um, he's the type of guy where he makes everything very disrupting, and um, I think that was a very, very good tactic by him to, you know, disable Canelo Alvarez's, um, you know, um, abilities to make it very winnable for for his end to make the fight easier um as far as canelo's abilities um he really tried to use the same tactics that he did against caleb plant uh caleb plant was you know like was the type of guy to you know always move around the ring but he never used his advantages over canelo and um it seemed like caleb plant was just letting canelo hit him a lot and Canelo was able to get to get away with most of the shots that he was able to hit to hurt Caleb Plant with. So, I mean, Canelo, he's good for what he has done. But I think out of, you know, 60, 60 plus fights, uh, Canelo, Canelo's skill set has uh, deteriorated a lot. Just simply due to the manner that Canelo, he's not really there to, you know, be a very uh, defensively gifted fighter. Simply due to the fact that he's extremely 
flat-footed, and he just gets hit way too much to the point where you can easily tell that, that Canelo, he's just not at his best anymore. And I want to say it's probably due to all that weight that, that he's trying to cut or trying to regain back in back into muscle because because if you really think about it, you're coming back to the ring like every three to six months, and you're having to drain weight or regain more weight for you to come come back into a bigger heavy set or into a bigger light set. So therefore, that's basically pulling off like a Roy Jones Jr. effect where you think you can easily, you know, just go up and down a weight. And I just don't see that to be very intelligent because you're going to be putting so much stress onto your body. And uh, Canelo, Canelo ha has been in those wars where you could easily tell that his body's not the same anymore. But, I mean, granted, if it was a younger Canelo at, like, 21 or 20 years old fighting the best competition, then I'd be like, all right, yeah, then that's basically um, respectable because Canelo, he's young, and he's able to cut the weight as fast as he wants to and then regain it back up in, um, into muscle. That's why that it's always very important when you're a, a professional fighter. You have to come with a proper mindset of cutting diet and making sure that you're not ruining your body. And I mean, I've heard some like talks saying that Canelo started like a vegan diet. And, you know, I can definitely believe it because Canelo, he's not that type of dude to like make himself into, you know, like a very, very undisciplined person. I will, you know, I will give him credit for what, what he's done to be disciplined coming coming into a fight but i think i think for this fight in, in particular he really thought bivol was going to be that you know kovalev type of fighter where he's just going to get hit and canelo was going to find his one big shot of, of wonder to like hurt bivol and actually get get bivol to actually you know submit to him and uh i definitely credit bivol for coming forward to canelo and beating him down to the punch because if you guys take a look at the fight canelo was getting frustrated by the jab and when canelo can't do that he tries to be dirty and bivol he just basically re like like you know um he basically reanimates uh the same nightmares that canelo has dealt with floyd mayweather uh aris Lanny, lara austin trout and i think uh bivol displayed such a high level ring iq of boxing that canelo was very afraid to try to go in and Bivol was just hurting him with every single opportunity that was given. And every time when Bivol pushed Canelo back to the ropes, um, I think Canelo wanted him to like waste his energy so that way he could find that big shot to hurt Bivol. But at the end of the day, uh, Canelo Canelo was not able to do that. Uh, no matter how many punches that he tried to throw on Dimitri Bivol, um, it actually seemed to be a very very destructive type of failure where he wasn't able to uh, do what, what he was supposed to do because Bivol was a stronger, more physically and mentally uh, collected fighter. So hats off to Bivol. That was a great 12-round uh, like, uh, like destruction over Canelo Alvarez. Um, I will probably say before I hop off on here, the scorecards were very, very corrupt. Um the final scorecards was 115 to 113 on all three scorecards. So you mean to tell me Canelo had won one, two, three, uh, four? Basically, all three judges had Canelo like like uh, Canelo winning the very first four rounds of the fight, and from round five leading up to round nine, uh. 
yeah, Canelo, like, uh, Canelo was losing round 5, 6, 7, 8, and, yeah, yeah, so from round 5 through 8, that was all tied up. That was 1, 2, 3, 4. So at th the 8th round, everything was tied up. And then leading to the ninth round, Canelo was winning round 9, and then he lost round 10. So that was all tied up at 5-5. Five, five. And then Bivol won 11 and 12. So you mean to tell me Canelo won five rounds to Bivol's seven rounds. So basically, this is a 7-5 unanimous decision victory? Get the hell out of here. But that's something that I wanted to like let you guys know how corrupt the uh, judging is in boxing. But Canelo, Canelo did not win this fight to seven rounds, uh, like uh, to five um, he actually tried to make the excuse to say, oh, I thought, I thought I won the fight, and I thought Bivol, you know, he blah, 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 was, you know, not doing that much against me, and all this other nonsensical crap, but, no, uh, honestly, for me, Canelo, uh, Canelo did not win seven rounds to five, and he did not even deserve to win five rounds at all. I, um, I actually scored the fight, uh, ten rounds, uh, to two, and, um, I think, honestly, uh, this is very uh, similar to the Floyd Mayweather fight where, uh, you know, um, one of the judges scored Floyd Mayweather, um, you know, a draw against uh, Canelo, and I thought that was just a very despicable form of scoring because Canelo, he didn't do anything in that fight to even make the judges convinced to the point that he, uh, that he should have deserved a draw against Floyd Mayweather. But I think that judge that that scored the Canelo Floyd fight, she was no longer a, a judge anymore. But you know, for stuff like that, you know, that's just pure evil, pure insanity. And I just think, like, honestly, like, you know, there needs to be better judging in boxing where we need to have bad judges taken out. We need to have like a marketized reputation system where in boxing, you know, everything is basically determined by you know, the level of activity and performance, you know, out of a fighter. And, I mean, some people want to say, like, you know, former fighters should be judges, and I disagree with that, because that means, like, guys like Cadello Alvarez would be a judge, and that wouldn't really solve anything. I think uh, judging, judging should be leveled by... I don't want to say the amateur system. I want to say judging should be leveled by the... Um, it needs to be leveled by high-level judges that have been boxers, but, you know, judges that, that actually know, that actually study the sport. Like, you know, there needs to be, like, a mandatory training system where judges need to know the sport of boxing, and I think judges need to be put inside a silent room, so that way there's nobody else talking in a fight, and they're just in a silent room. And everything is basically separated between the judges. You know, they're they're in their own room watching the fight, you know, on mute. And they just look at the fight, you know, directly. And I think that that would definitely help the sport a lot better. And I think if there's ever a problem where a, where a judge tries to be corrupt in boxing, uh, those judges need to be prosecuted and they need to be heavily fined. And they have to go by like a marketized, you know, reputational system. Because you're taking food out of these fighters' plates, and, you know, as, as um, evil boxing really is, it's just that, you know, these boxers are not, like, NBA players where you can come back, you know, tomorrow to, like, you know, to get, like, a, another big payday. But, 
you know, like in boxing, it's like, you know, that's just really despicable because it's like, you know, like, um, you're really taking away the opportunities of undeserved wins of fighters that, that should have never won the fight at all um, away from fighters that should have won the fight and they should have gotten bigger opportunities down the way. And I think boxing really needs to have a huge financial um, reformation in the sport where uh, there's like actual, you know, accountability held for the referees, the sanction bodies, to which I don't want sanction bodies in boxing. You know, that's my, um, you know, like, uh, that's my, you know, personal political, you know, belief, you know, as far as like what the sport needs to be fixed on. And I just don't see promoters being, being useful as well. Um, I, um, I actually, you know, want to see, uh, fight leagues generate out of boxing, but either way, uh, the sport itself, uh, definitely deserves to, have uh better people in the sport and um i think eventually um it will get there but just to see decisions like this between canelo and bivol uh canelo canelo should not be treated with uh political protectionism to to get to get a seven five uh you know unanimous you know decision loss to to dimitri bivol in which it was clearly not shown to be a, a seven five fight uh, Dimitri was dominating Canelo. He was beating him on every single accord, and uh, the only rounds that he that he really ever lost were like the rounds where he just took those rounds off, and then he just went back to work and just dominated, you know, Canelo Alvarez. So um, I just want to say credit to Dimitri Bivo. He's one of the best uh, fighters out there at 175. Um, if you guys disagree, please let me know um, as I finish up this episode. But my final thoughts on this uh, on this uh, particular fight is that uh, Dimitri Bivol, he's like one of those fighters where he doesn't really care about what you think about him. Um, he has always come in with a head, or he always came in with a chip on his shoulders, and I think that's something that every up and coming fighter should look at. Where no matter how much uh, corruption there is stacked against you, you can always come out on top, and you can always prove you know prove uh, the world but the uh the world um wrong so i just want to say credit to dimitri bivo great victory uh saul canel alvarez i don't know where he goes from here um he's not really a career 175 pounder uh canelo's uh skill set probably scales best at 168 uh, maybe 160 if he's disciplined enough to cut the weight but i say at this point canelo's probably going to finish up his career at 168 or, or 175 i mean canelo ha has a pretty decent resume um just basically looking at his resume as a fighter he is a four division world champion won his very first title against matthew hatton in which um there is controversy but like you know behind that because he was never supposed to be fighting him you know um um in the first place but after he uh had defeated him he decided to uh, go ahead and uh, fight some other guys, fight Ryan Rhodes, Alfonso Gomez, and then he beat Kermit Cintron. Decent victories. Uh, same Mosley, doesn't really matter. Josecito Lopez, you know, not a really good fight. Austin Trout is probably one of his biggest victories. Floyd Mayweather, obviously one of his more more high-level losses. Um, yeah, oh, actually, the judge actually that scored for Canelo, yeah, um for canelo floyd she was a white lady her name was cynthia ross um 
Yeah, she never became a judge again after that fight. She judged from 1992 all the way to 2013. And let me just take a look at some of what the fights that she's judged. She judged uh, Leo Santa Cruz against Alexander Munoz. She judged for, you know, Mickey Bay against Robert Rodriguez. I mean, there's a bunch of fights here. Errol Spence versus Nathan Butcher. Oh, Terrence Crawford versus Hardy Periodes. Yeah, I mean, nothing really special here. But, I mean, ever since she did, like, you know, did this bullshit against, uh, you know, Foy Mayweather and Canelo Alvarez, um, yeah, she, she, uh, she was no longer a judge. Uh, she got fired. And I think, I think that's what needs to happen more in boxing. Um, a lot of these, you know, really crappy judges really do need to be fired. And that's why promoters and sanctioned bodies need to be taken out. And there needs to be, like, a league, you know, marketized similar to, like, the NBA in a way where everybody's basically, like, you know, trained, fully trained professionals to make sure that they do their job correctly and make sure that the fans get, you know, like, what they want with, like, a fair fight. But, yeah, I mean, Canelo's resume is B-tier. I would, I would definitely rate him as a B-tier level fighter. Um... You know, he hasn't fought like the creme de la creme. He hasn't fought like the dangerous titans out of all divisions. So, um, I mean, the gauntlet of competition has been carefully selected. But um, Canelo's, uh, you know, biggest fight of his career has to be Dimitri Bivol. And I think, like, I think Bivol put on, put on a huge boxing clinic, a high-level display fight to make, you know, Canelo, uh, you know, uncomfortable. And I thought uh, Bivol did what he had to do to win. So um, I definitely have the credit uh, where credit is due. But congratulations to Dimitri Bivol. He's a beast, man. So uh, much love and respect to Dimitri Bivol. And I and I really hope he, uh, Dimitri Bivol, he can go for undisputed. Because he really deserves it. Um, he, um, he really needs to prove to the rest of the division that he is, you know, the best. And I think... Uh, you know, um, um, if he can defeat the dangerous, you know, um, other champion and Arthur Betterbirev, you know, which he'll be unifying his his uh, WBC and IBF titles against uh, Joe Smith Jr., who's the WBO light heavyweight champion of the world. I think uh, Betterbirev versus Dmitry Bivol in Russia, that's going to be a really, really dangerous, you know, high-level fight. But I think Bivol can come out on top and uh, defeat um, Arthur Betterbirev. So... Yeah, that's pretty much it, man. Let me know what you guys think. Uh, do you think Dimitri Bivol should move forward um, ahead of 175 and probably go up to cruiserweight? Or do you think Dimitri Bivol should just chase for undisputed and just, you know, continue to reign the division? So, I don't know. Uh, I think I think Bivol has a good, like, three to four years left, in, like, you know, in his prime in boxing. But I think, I think, Bivol, I think Bivol's legacy will be all said and done. After he's done with Undisputed with uh, the winner of Arthur Betterbirev and Joe Smith Jr., obviously some people want to call for like a rematch between him and Canelo, but I don't think the rematch is uh, necessary. I think I think Bivol, um, if he really wants to go for big money, uh, that should be like uh, that should be Arthur Betterbirev on pay per view. Definitely put it on the PBC. I think I think Bivol on the PBC would, you know, like, would make a lot of sense, especially for Al Heyman's case. But knowing that better beer, if I'm not mistaken, he's, um, he's managed by Al Heyman. So Al Heyman can, can, can easily make the fight between him and Bivol. 
um, especially with the amount of money that will be put on that will be put um, on the uh, table. So, yeah, that's uh, pretty much what I have to say, man. Um, I definitely think this is uh, definitely worth the fight to look at in the future. Um, I think uh, Canelo understands what he did wrong, and I think it was just mainly due to a lack of discipline uh, by not really making any adjustments in the ring to actually give Bivol problems. But I think uh, Dimitri Bivol, he's definitely one of you know he's definitely one of the best 175 pounders out there. And I like to see undisputed happen between him and Archer Betterbeerev. But if there is a rematch, I will say again, if there is a rematch between Dimitri Bivol and Canelo Alvarez, this fight should be um, on the A side of Dimitri Bivol's uh, way, where he should, you know, call the shots. And I think, uh, honestly, this fight deserves to be in Russia. Um, I don't see why this fight cannot be in Russia. But I think it's just definitely worth the fight where um, Bevel, um, he um, he definitely deserves that um, fight, you know, between better Bereth. But um, if Canelo wants to run it back with him, um, I think him and Canelo should fight in Russia. Because, you know, Canelo says all this nonsense of, of him being the A-side. Well, now that you lost to Bevel, uh, you know, Bevel should automatically have you know the full control of wanting to have this fight made wherever he wants knowing that he beats you and now he should like you know he should quote unquote you know be the money man of the uh division well i wouldn't say become the money man he would still need to beat high level profile names in which he could definitely fight you know other guys from 168 i think him and david benavidez would be a big fight him and caleb plant would be a huge mega fight um i like to see him and uh, uh, Jamal Charlo, which I think Jamal Charlo, he should very well try to get that fight made. And uh, I don't know. Like, I mean, there there's plenty of smoke available for uh, Dimitri Bivol. And I think, uh, you know, Bivol has proven himself enough that, you know, nobody can mess with him. You know, he's that good of a fighter. And I give him nothing but love and respect because... You know, like, it takes a certain man to go out there and, and, and actually win a fight that not a lot of people thought you would have won. So, knowing how the political machine is for Canelo Alvarez, I, I even thought myself that Canelo was just going to cruise through Dimitri Bivol, and everything was just going to be like, all right, see you later, Bivol. You know, you had a great career, but, you know, Bivol, he just proved the masses wrong, and I have to give Bivol his flowers because... He is such a damn good fighter. Like no matter what you have to say, Bivol, like Bivol came, Bivol came to fight, and Canelo did not come to fight. So, uh, much respect and credibility to Canelo Alvarez, man, because that was such a great career-defining uh, win for Dimitri Bivol. But Canelo Alvarez's resume has now been satisfied to the boxing world and to the boxing elder gods. In which, you know, that's what I use as like a Mortal Kombat, you know, uh, um, retcon term. But <laughs> but basically, like, Canelo Alvarez, he got absolutely outclassed. And he should respect, like, he should respect, he should, he should respectfully, you know, accept this, you know, defeat. And uh, definitely learn from his uh, mistakes. So, yeah, that's pretty much it. Um, I hope you guys enjoy this. 
uh, first ever episode. And uh, much respect to everybody that will support this. Um, I hope you guys uh, have a great day. And salute to the mighty, mighty LDBC. Peace. And I'm out.